everyone, welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I'm Junior Bindu, your host, along with my man Anthony Toma, my co-host. And today we have uh, Mr. Clarence Das of the Das Law Firm. Today we're helping this gentleman shoot for the uh, Oakland County uh, Circuit Court judge seat. He is a former Oakland County prosecutor. He's been in the courts for a long time and understands the needs and wants of our community along with the community itself in Oakland County. This gentleman has fought a lot of battles in court and today later on in the episode you'll hear one of his biggest battles that he's had outside the courtroom and what got him through it. Today we welcome you Mr. Uh, das. We'll uh, ready to shoot you off and let you know why we're going to get you on the seat and if you mm -hmm. can explain to the people exactly what it is that you uh, do and what we're here for today. Good to have you. Great to be here. I really appreciate it. Anthony, it's great to be here Thank with you. you too. I think, first of all, you guys deserve a lot of credit because this is such an amazing production that you guys do all the time. Thank and you. to preserve our community's reputation and livelihood, this is a really integral part of that. So you guys Thank deserve you. credit. But I'm very happy to be here. So like you mentioned, I'm now in my third phase of my career, which is trying to be a judge. Sure. But the first two phases of my career were on the other side of the equation. So for five years, I was a prosecutor in Oakland County. I was in something called the Special Victims Unit. Mm -hmm. Most people have heard of that because they watch Law and Order yeah. or, or watch the news. Yep. That was a, a unit of the prosecutor's office that prosecuted the most serious crimes in Oakland County. The most heinous uh, crimes. Absolutely. Yep. Rape, child abuse, elder abuse, and even murder. And I did that for five years. Mm -hmm. That was probably the best job I ever had. I loved it. But what ends up happening to you after you see so much bad stuff like that is you want to really make a difference. And mm -hmm. you want to prevent people from becoming the defendant sitting in court. Sure. So in 2016, I left. I started my law firm, the Das Law Firm. Mm -hmm. I started in Southfield in a small little office by myself. Yep. And then one big thing happened during that time, which is the deportation crisis struck our community. Right. And I ended up being the very first lawyer to get involved in that crisis. One of my clients was the first person detained that day in 2017. Wow. God so, bless you, man. well, I appreciate that. It was a long fight and a lot of people got involved and we ended up you know, obviously as a team community effort, saving everybody from sure. that. But my little law firm that was one office ended up, ended up growing, mm -hmm. and now I'm in Bloomfield Township in, in my own space with staff, and we've been serving the community my whole life, but as a lawyer for 10 years now. Wow. I'm running for judge because I've been a prosecutor, I've been a defense attorney. Mm -hmm. You mentioned my personal experiences. What you need in a judge is somebody who understands what it's like to be the person in front of you. Right. Too often we have judges, I think that haven't walked the walk and lived the life that yeah. the yep. people come in front of them are. But I know what it's like to be the victim of a crime, because I was a prosecutor. I know what it's like to be the person charged with the crime. And I also know what it's like to be the person fighting for their life, because I've done that, and we'll talk about that. Sure, and that's great. And now, now the, the seat that you're looking to take on, um, what exactly does a circuit court judge do? What do they provide to the, uh, to the court system? That's a great question. So in, in Michigan, we have four levels of court. We have the district court, mm -hmm. most local level. Then we have the circuit court, then court of appeals, and Supreme Court. The circuit court basically hears felonies, mm -hmm. which are very serious crimes. It also hears business disputes that are above $25,000. Mm -hmm. And it also handles divorces and child custody cases and probate cases when you're trying to get your parents or your kids' guardianships. It's the general court for the entire county. Sure. Everyone in Oakland County is part of the Oakland County Circuit Court, and everyone can vote for the Oakland County Circuit Court in November. Nice, nice. And that's what we're looking to do, to, to do today, is to be able to help gain the votes to get you onto that seat itself. 
And when <clears throat> when you do, you, like you said, have the personal experience and you empathize and have the understanding of what that can be done um, to help provide it. What What's some of the stuff you're doing right now to gain some of the traction and what is the message that you have with, with your campaign right now for the viewers to know? So I started probably six to eight months ago thinking about this. Mm -hmm. um, I hired a campaign manager that has done essentially all the judicial campaigns in Oakland County. Yep. He's, very, he's been very successful and I got him really early and he's someone I talk to every day for about two hours, sure. guiding me and talking to me about what I need to do. His name? Mm -hmm. His name is Alan Foyer, okay. Alan Foyer. And he's done a lot of candidates that our community has supported too. So yep. that's something that's very helpful to know. But uh, my job, 835 is being a lawyer and from five to 10 every night, I'm traveling to a different city or two or three sometimes mm -hmm. in that's the great. county and I'm giving a speech, I'm telling my story. It's all about people recognizing you, knowing who you are, right. and feeling like they can trust you. Mm -hmm. And uh, in our community, mm -hmm. I have a great reputation, but I'm also fortunate that the entire Oakland County legal community knows me because I was a prosecutor. Sure. So I ended up getting the endorsement of several of the key judges in the county. Mm -hmm. I have the endorsement of the chief judge of the family division there, Judge Mary Ellen Brennan. Mm -hmm. I have the support of the incumbent judge who's mm -hmm. retiring, Judge Jim Alexander. And I now have the support, which is I'm really excited about, is the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, which is Bridget Mary McCormick. Wow. And she's endorsed me. So yes. we've really gotten support from everyone on the inside, and now I'm talking to everybody who can vote and the people who this job will affect every day. Sure. So the seat's being vacated. How, how, many, how many people are running for the seat? There's four people total right now that are talking about it. I say huh. talking about it because April 21st is the deadline for us to get signatures. signatures. We okay. have to get 4,000 signatures across the county, and whoever gets 4,000 signatures gets on the ballot. So all of us are kind of in a race right now to get the signatures, turn them in on it's April 21st. It's not first. It's, it's not who gets them first. It's anyone that gets them. Absolutely. 4, absolutely. Okay. So, who, so, you know, you, we have to get them by April 21st. And so whoever gets them gets on the ballot. And how do, how do our viewers help you and, and get you a signature, get their signature so signed? So one thing that's really helpful is we can give you a sheet. And all mm -hmm. you have to do is contact me or they can contact maybe you guys. And sure. uh, each sheet has 14 names. I always say if we know 14 people, and as Chaldeans, we know 14 times hundred yeah. uh, people, right. we, that, that will take care of it. So all you need is one sheet, get your family, your friends to sign it, and then send it back to me, and then that'll get us on the ballot. Okay. I mean, I have, I have more than 4,000 Facebook friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we have, we, there's some events coming up that we could probably get you a lot of signatures. I would love to do that. Yeah. Community. yeah, I wish you would have known, like, for, especially with the, the social network yeah, event yeah. we did and stuff, we could have had that on deck yeah, and had a few hundred just from there. Well, there. keep me updated. I'll be there. Definitely. We got yeah. you. We got you. Thank we know you. we're going to be attending some with you um, also that are going to be coming up in the, in the, in the uh, near future with uh, the other people that are running also for other parts of, from, uh, you know, congressional district and all that that's coming up from like Eric hockey and others that are going to be doing it. So it seems like you guys are all supporting one another, Absolutely. which is great. That's a big thing. We love seeing Chaldeans to be able to be as part of that, mm -hmm. right? Because the judicial yeah. system, it, it's huge. It's it's a big part of it from whether it's business, like you said, you know, you could be handling related issues from money transactions that have gone wrong and all that. And we want as, as, as many <clears throat> fair people in Yep. sitting at on the judge's seats as possible just fair you know it doesn't have that's, to be that's the key i mean so i i always get this question about are you a republican are you a democrat are you a prosecutor are you a defense attorney and what i always tell people is first of all it's nonpartisan, and we keep it like that because i don't want someone to come in front of me as a judge and say he's only doing this because he's this party right. or i'm this party we want fairness in the judiciary mm -hmm. but also because i've had both sides of the equation 
I am pretty fair. I, I represent people every day that get charged with a crime, Absolutely. but I've also put those people in jail, right. and I know what it's like to do that. Sure. Now, Clarence, you've been um, from Oakland County prosecutor and now in a, you know back onto attorney in your, in your firm. You know, you taking this seat on, what's the difference you are going to make be, be, being part of that seat now that, that you make the difference to the community? So I think one really important part of this <clears throat> is there's not much diversity on the Oakland County, County Circuit Court right now. You have only less than a handful of minorities on the bench. Okay. I really believe that... How many judges in total? We, you have anywhere in, in the different divisions, you have anywhere between 20 and 30 judges total okay. in the whole court. Okay. Um, it's in the teens on the actual circuit court. On the general circuit court, you're okay. in the teens, okay? Mm -hmm. And you probably only have maybe three minorities that are sitting on the bench. Wow. Uh, Hala Jarbo from our community is one mm -hmm. of those people, but Hala actually may be leaving and doing something else. Okay. Uh, she may be getting a different position soon, which I'll let her talk about when she's ready to talk about it. Yeah. But if she leaves, there's no Chaldeans on the bench, and every day I walk into the court and I see Chaldeans in the court for whatever reason they're there sure. for, we need someone that reflects the community, and just broader than Chaldeans, Oakland County. Oakland County is the most diverse county right now yeah. in the area. We have every walk of life, every ethnicity. I want someone to walk into a courtroom and see someone that looks like them mm -hmm. and feel comfortable in a courtroom. As you guys know, no one wants to go to court. Half the time people are scared to go to court. Right. If they feel comfortable with the person sitting up there, then we have a better system as a result. Yeah. Sure. And when you mean by comfortable, you're not meaning there's a favoritism. It's just more like as when I go out of town or anywhere else, when I see a fellow Chaldean person up there, it just gives me that 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 acknowledgement of relaxation. Yeah. You know, we, we can we can connect in a sort of way. So you're looking to <clears throat> make that diversity change itself. What's some of the things that you've seen in the past, like in cases or anything in regards to the courts that you would maybe take a different twist on if you if you end up in that seat itself? Great question. So I think one of the things I learned as a prosecutor is we don't have to send everybody to jail all the time. Okay. You know, yes. some people need to go to jail. They yeah. deserve to go to jail, and yep. I've seen those people. But there's a lot of ways judges can make an impact on someone's life without sending them to jail. Yeah. We have treatment courts for people who are addicted to drugs mm -hmm. or addicted to alcohol. We have veterans courts. If you're a veteran, mm -hmm. you don't, you're not going to think the same way that another person's going to think because you've been through a different experience. Yeah. We have a court for you. We have something called adult treatment court. That's for people who are uh, dealing with maybe substance abuse issues sure. and things like that. But a judge is the These one These are in place now? They're in place now, but judges don't necessarily use them. Oh, wow. And so you need judges who understand that, understand mm -hmm. that someone's life is in my hands. And if I think that you're a young person or somebody that can be rehabilitated, mm -hmm. I'm not going to send you to jail. I'm going to send you to a program and hopefully keep you out of the system in the future. Yeah, that yep. would be great. Yeah, there's a few of them like Hope, Not Cuffs, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like yeah, that. That's that a great organization. There. Yep, yep, they do that and help out with that. But again, like what you're saying that I, that I take on a liking to is you're the you're the person with the discretionary like a, opportunity to make that difference not every person is going to come to you and and because they've done opiates and all that other stuff you're 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 somewhat setting them to their deathbed when they get to the jail because when they come out things go wrong are you going to be strongly a part of all that because opiate addiction has hit our community heavily and, and all communities right not just Chaldeans itself so besides the, the hopes and handcuffs, how, how do you treat that? Like, how do you deal with it? I come to you and I've had an addiction. I, I, I broke into somewhere to help my addiction. How does that, how, how do you help that in that manner? 
So I think that uh, the point you mentioned earlier, which is sending someone addicted to anything to jail sure. only creates a bigger problem. First of all, it creates a withdrawal, mm -hmm. and, then, and then it doesn't solve the underlying problem. So what I would do if I were judges, and every case is obviously different, but if it's someone that needs the help, mm -hmm. we're going to get them into maybe an in inpatient program that's intense. So it's not jail, but it's rehabilitation for you. Sure. Because ultimately what I want is after 30, 60, or 90 days for you to get out and you have to kick this addiction. Right. But as we probably all know, addictions aren't a temporary thing. They're lifelong. Right. So we need to get you into long-term care, long-term programs. As a judge, I can only keep you on my dime for a certain right. period of time. Right, right, right. But if I do my job correctly the first time, mm -hmm. hopefully that works for the rest of your life. Yeah. Nice. So Clarence, these signatures that are needed, when are they? When do they all need to be filled in by to get you onto the ballot? How soon do we need to get those? The deadline for all of us is April 21st. I really want to get these done by the end of March because okay. then I'll know how many I have, how many more I Where need. Where are you at now? Like how many yeah. do you have now? We're about 3,000 right now. Oh, We're about okay. 3,000. Right, so great. So look, so final between, stretch. Yeah, yeah. say between you and I, I'm sure we can help them enough to... You final got few, stretch. Yeah, final yeah, if stretch. your staff here can do it, that's one sheet right there that goes. Sure. That one yeah. So anyone can do it. It's a really easy way to be part of the campaign. And by the way, those are all voters. And, and when you sign that, mm -hmm. we're, we're essentially getting you on board on our team too. And so then mm -hmm. we can get back in touch with you and tell you more about the campaign. Awesome. Nice, nice. And do you work a lot with the uh, police department itself? Is that going to be part of yourself? Because there's a lot of need of open dialogue between the, the police officers and the court systems and the people that are falling into these matters, you know. So is that something you, your team itself, would be would be open to, or do you, is that what you do? Itself? Absolutely. So I'm expecting <clears throat> that we're going to announce endorsements for law from law enforcement officials. Okay. I can't share them right now because sure. we're not we're still talking not about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I expect some higher-ranking law enforcement officials are going to support me for this position mm -hmm. because I was a prosecutor. And of all the people running in this race, I'm the only person that's been both a prosecutor and a defense attorney. Sure. So that, that really means something to them. But I agree. I started a program called uh, Bagels for Badges a few years ago okay. where we would take bagels to police departments just to make them Healthier feel... Healthier than donuts. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, you know, there's National Law Enforcement Appreciation Week and I, I've done everything I can to support them. Mm -hmm. Police officers are humans like anyone. Of they course. make mistakes like anyone. Sure. And I respect law enforcement, and I need our community to know that law enforcement isn't really out there to get them. Right. But more dialogue between them will make people feel better about that. Nice, nice. And I think that would be great, too. You know, like, the biggest thing is that, you know, law is not our enemy, right? Right. And that's the biggest thing that we want to be able to see is that it's not. Without law, we're lost. Or it's, it's a, it's, it'd be shambles. Right. What distinguishes the United States from the country all of our parents came yeah. from and mm -hmm. anywhere is that we have a, a, a rule of law that well, has survived. Law, yeah. That it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you have, or what gender you are, you're going to get treated according to the law the right yeah. way. We all agree. Anyone that's law-abiding agrees that we run our lives based on these laws that's what keeps us civil. Yeah, at the end of and the day. Anyone that breaks the law doesn't need to be in our in the community. Anymore. No, it doesn't matter what, skin yep. color, race, or whatever it is. Exactly. It, it's it's you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong by it, you know? Absolutely. And that's a big thing too. Like like Anthony's saying, if if the case being it doesn't matter if it's one of our own that's selling this stuff or doing this stuff or hurting people or any of that stuff or causing situations. Now, how 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 do you how do you take your 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 Oakland County prosecution, like you you went through, like, like in my opinion, that's kind of like a mental hell in a way. Like we right, you like like you were dealing with some major crimes, right, at that time. How do you twist that and then turn it to be now Oakland County Circuit Judge? How how does that change? How do you embrace that change? Well, one thing you 
develop as a prosecutor is essentially relationships with everyone on the inside of the system. So you sure. know what police officers are like, you know what a probation officer is like, you know mm -hmm. what a judge is like, you know what a defense attorney is like. That's that's in my opinion the best experience to be judge is to be to have been a prosecutor at some point because mm -hmm. you're handling 50 to 75 cases every day. Mm -hmm. You learn every case that's possible. You're sitting on your feet all the time. Yeah. I've had defendants when I was prosecuting in the special victims unit cuss me out in the middle of the court case. <laughs> I've had to have police officers walk me to my car because I'm wondering whether a gang is going to yeah. show up yeah. there. I know what that struggle is like. But because I've seen literally everything, mm -hmm. everything from a traffic ticket to a murder, mm -hmm. that's prepared me now to be judged. Now I know what's going on, I know how the process works, I know what the solutions are, mm -hmm. and now I can use that to help people versus just punishing them. Yep. Can a judge carry a firearm? Yeah, they yeah. could. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I believe that some of this stuff, it's just so that because the viewers may not know your history, I think some of this stuff may be. And not what I believe it's instilled from your father. Your father was old school, the Seven Mile Woodward area doctor, right? So Absolutely. a lot of people may know that name from Dr. Das back yeah. in the days, right? And he's moved out obviously since then. So what has he taught you that you're now carrying on with his legacy with this? No, I appreciate that. So my dad was really one of the very first Chaldean doctors in the state, and, yep. he, and he settled in the Seven Mile area where our community came. Mm -hmm. And then when our community left, he went to Oak Park, where our community went. <laughs> and actually, he never left Oak Park. He's still in Oak Park. Oh, nice. And he is still, in my opinion, a community doctor, mm -hmm. someone that cares deeply about the community. He's had... Uh, ups and downs and fighting for this community all the time. Mm -hmm. But one thing he taught me is, first of all, you never ever forget who you are, where you came from. Yep. So no matter what I've done, even though my firm has really been successful, I took on those deportation cases mm -hmm. because it was my community, mm -hmm. not because I had to or because sure. I don't even do immigration law. I just <laughs> got into it yep. yeah. because I knew that that could have happened to any of us sitting here Absolutely. if we didn't have the right person advocating for us. So that's one thing he taught us. But another thing he taught us is because we're Chaldean, mm -hmm. oftentimes we have to work double or triple as hard sure. to get taken seriously mm -hmm. by the rest of the world. Yep. That's something I deal with all the time when I'm running for judge. People mm -hmm. will see me and they'll see that I'm not necessarily uh, a traditional Caucasian person mm -hmm. and they'll ask questions about it. Mm -hmm. And the minute I start talking to them and they're like, oh wait, this person was a prosecutor, this person was a defense lawyer, mm -hmm. I can trust this person. Yeah. He always taught me to never give up on what you believe in because any of us wouldn't be here if we gave up. We sure. all We all have a history and that history's driven us to get to where we are. You know, and I, your dad's, let's go ahead. No, I was gonna say, no, I was gonna say, I, I never understood, and if you can explain it to, to, my, to me, and, I, and maybe the viewers do have an idea and some don't, but why don't we get recognized as a minority? Like, why, why, why do we have to mark ourselves as white and then underneath it we have to put Chaldean? Since we are a minority, realistically, we're only a few hundred thousand throughout the whole United States. So what, what, what's the reason behind that, if you can shed light on that? So my honest reason is, and it's one thing that my dad talks about all the time and I often talk about is, unfortunately what happens in our community, I think, is we're so disunited oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And when we, are, we appear disunited to government and we, we're disunited to the rest of the, the world, mm -hmm then we become smaller as a community. Sure. So then we become Chaldeans or only Assyrians or mm -hmm. Syriacs or you're from this village or that village or whatever. And yep. suddenly what we could have is one million people mm -hmm. becomes 200 people that are this and 100 people that are this. Sure. And so we haven't gotten the numbers to the government that we, we should have. We've been calling, and I think you guys do it too, um, it doesn't matter what we feel about the president or 
Congress or whatever, mm -hmm. we are all one community. Absolutely. And yes, other minority communities, uh, the Muslim community, the Jewish community, the African American community, know that that solidarity is what gets you strength. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, I think, part of the problem. There's other things too, but that's really it. We need to put aside our cultural differences and understand that if we don't yes. stick together, what happened to our community in Iraq with ISIS yeah. mm -hmm. could very well happen to us. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing stopping coming people from coming to attacking us. Yep. We could be lumped in like any group if we need to. That's an awesome point. Now people always ask Anthony now, why do you guys do this? What is, what is what is your angle of what you're doing and why you're doing it? And, and we always say is because you have strength in numbers, right? And if you take that strength in numbers away, you're basically disassembling us that much more. So him and I were talking a few days ago and we I didn't even really know about the whole Syriac, Assyrian. I was calling them Assyriacs. Yeah, Assyri yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's just because of what we're raised and taught on. First generation here, you're just Chaldean, Chaldean, sure. Chaldean along yeah. the whole way. But at the end of the day, I asked a very prominent person in our community, I said, what is the major difference or what is this? He said, there is none. We are one, just like you just said. Yeah, we were all Assyrian at one Assyrian, point. we started, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Syrian Babylonian. We're right? all from the same area. We're all yeah. from the same community. These mm -hmm. these names and titles came about for political reasons yeah. at one point. Mm -hmm. But and, and I don't even have a problem with the names. I, I more so have a problem with us acting like we're not the same people. Right. When right. we're acting like that, how do you think the rest of the world's gonna look at us? Well we I think I think it's because of lack of education. It's not it's not that mm -hmm. we we feel are different or want to be different. We just believe that we are different, but we are not. Exactly. We're not, not at all. Exactly. Even our, our dialect, I mean, it's all, it's all there. Yeah. We're able to, to mash as one. Yeah. So we talked about your uh, dad and, and him pushing you, and, and so he's, he pushed you to, to get educated, and he pushed your sisters to get educated. And You want to shout your sisters out and give them a Yeah, little... so my sisters are, I'm very proud of them. My sister's Dr. Kathleen Das. She's an allergist. Mm -hmm. And then my younger sister is about to be a cardiologist. She's Dr. Oh. Clarissa Das. I'm super proud of them. My wife's also a doctor. I don't know how I became a lawyer, but uh, they Someone's they are defend them from their absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's the joke I always make. But right. you know, they are they are for women in our community to constantly be achieving higher ground is a great thing for all of us. Right, sure, and that's a big thing. And 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 Junior talked about your biggest win. Your dad again is is kind of backed that by his persistence and pushing you to get checked on. A health issue that you were dealing with you want to kind of talk about that yeah so this is you know probably the most significant thing that's ever happened to me it's changed my entire life it's what I talk about literally every single day mm -hmm. uh, but in 2017 to give you some context yes. I had just left the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office I had a great job a stable job I had just met the girl who's now my wife we had mm -hmm. gone on one date the girl of my dreams yeah we had gone on one date and uh, I started feeling stomach aches and started feeling ill and it's love. It's love. That, that's what I thought it was. I hope. I hope that's <laughs> yeah, what it was. Right, right. The butterflies, um, right? Yeah. And that was a part of it. But uh, I realized that it wasn't really going away, mm -hmm. and I was actually losing weight really rapidly. I was losing about five pounds per week wow. without even doing anything to it. Most people want to do this. Were you, were you this size or were you? No, so I was uh, I was about this size, but um, I ended up losing about 40 pounds wow. in that process. So you were this size and you were losing five pounds a week? Yeah, I looked, I looked like a toothpick. Um, so what ended up happening was, as a guy, I was like, whatever, this is, this is nothing. Uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I talked to my dad about it, and he's like, what are you talking about? You need to go... You know, you're too young to be having this kind of pain right. all the time. Yeah. I was 31 at the time. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, you should go do a colonoscopy just to make sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. If you guys know what a colonoscopy is, it's not a very fun experience. No, no. I've had but, one. Yeah, so I went and did it. And 
when the doctor came and pulled the curtain over, it was at Beaumont, I swear I could tell he was going to tell me you have cancer. By the look on his face, oh, by the seriousness that he had, and my mom was in the room, he comes in and he says, we need to talk. Poor mama. And my mom lost it. I mean, she she just, she was in shock with this news. Uh, Number one, because we have no history of cancer in our family. Sure. I'm 31 years old. I shouldn't be getting <clears throat> cancer at 31 years old, especially right. the type that I got, which is colon cancer. Mm -hmm. Immediately, I left Beaumont, went to the University of Michigan for a second opinion. Mm -hmm. And when we got there, we went in front of something called a tumor board, which you guys might be familiar with. It's a group of doctors that come in, mm -hmm. and they basically give four opinions about what they think is going on. And all four of those people said, you have cancer, it's stage four because it's in your lymph nodes, and we need to start right now. Now there's a symbolic thing that happened during this time, and I, I, I really do believe this is a God-driven thing. The day I got diagnosed with cancer was mm -hmm. Holy Thursday in 2017. And obviously the passion of Christ is what we all look at every day. And from Holy Thursday to the following Easter, I battled cancer. Mm. I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't think I needed to tell anyone about it. I just said I got to wake up every single day put on my suit and tie, and fight. And as we looked at, as we're approaching Easter now. Saying, you worked this whole time? Yeah, so I, I never stopped. So one thing I asked these people. He's Chaldean. <laughs> yeah, right. He's Chaldean. Right. And then right. hey. <laughs> you know, one thing I asked the doctors was, what's going to happen to me when I start getting t treatment? Because the first thing you think of is I'm, I'm going to lose my hair. That's yeah. the first thing that we're all concerned sure. about. Yeah. As a young Chaldean man, I don't want to lose my hair. Yes. Um, and they're like, you're not going to lose but your you hair. But you will. Yeah, yeah, eventually. <laughs> you're not going to lose it. Oh, you guys, you guys look pretty good, so. Well, I, I got a little scar back here. Do you? From my situation. Okay, we look, it looks ago. good. Thank it looks you. great. But they're like, you're not going to lose your hair. You're not going to look any different. But what's going to happen is you're going to get really tired. So when I heard that, I said, all right, so I don't really have to tell anyone. Yeah. I'll just pretend like nothing's going on. Oh, my gosh. And on my second date with my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, I went to Market North End in Birmingham. There was a 45-minute wait. And we sat down in the little bench out in the lobby, yeah. and I yeah. said, I got to tell you something. I have cancer. And I thought she was going to run away. And she said, nope, whatever we need to do, let's do it. <laughs> so that, that week, I literally decided I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to court. I'm going to do the deportation cases. So I would wake up 6 o'clock in the morning, drive to U of M, get my chemo, leave U of M with a portable Jesus. chemo pump, go to court with my chemo you on me. You drove yourself? Every day. Every day. Now, it got a little <coughs> bit rough toward the end, and I had I used to have... <laughs> bless you, uh, people doing it for me. But uh, from really January 2017 till November, I was running the law firm. I was doing the deportation cases. I was There were days where I was going on the news, literally from the hospital bathroom, mm -hmm. pretending like I was at home. And I would do the radio interviews. Then we started planning a wedding, and that was stressful. Um, but if I didn't do all those things, I don't know if I would be here today. It was that stuff that kept Ooh. me alive and kept so, so if I was ever charged with a crime I'd want a judge like you <laughs> that left no stone unturned and and made sure that the, the justice was going to be served one way or another yeah I, I that's what I've been telling people and that's why I'm running the day that the deportation case happened I was supposed to have my third route of chemo the next day mm -hmm. I ended up going instead to ice headquarters on a Sunday night wow. the day before my chemo and meeting people and talking to them. And then the next day, I was literally had my files, I got the chemo IV in me, and I'm sitting doing the work, trying to talk to people, trying to talk to Martin, Martin Mann in our community about what we can do. And that whole year was spent fighting very publicly on TV and then very privately in a hospital room. Wow, good for you. Now I got a question for you so the viewers <clears throat> get to see this, but what gave you that courage to go through that fight every single day? Because it's easy to give up. So what was your drive? It's a, it's a great question. I will tell you that the very first round of chemo I ever got 
felt horrible. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was actually going to die. In fact, I think I went to sleep that night of the first round of chemo believing I was going to die. We're getting that. Something, absolutely, something that night happened, um, I don't really share it too publicly, but something kind of happened in mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. where I woke up in the middle of the night and I was really actually scared that I was about to die. Maybe, and maybe you didn't wake up? Maybe you dreamt this? I don't know. But it was a personal experience that I had okay. where I, I felt so scared that I was going to die yeah. that I woke up the next morning and said, I'm not going to die. And I just, something changed in me that night. Good for you. And I woke up and I said, put on your suit, put on your coat. Now, a lot of people helped because without my wife, without my parents, without my uh -huh. sisters, uh -huh. they were the ones not letting me make excuses during this year. Mm -hmm. So if I told my wife, I'm too tired on Friday, I don't want to go out. She's like, get your jeans on. We're going to here, we're going to here. And my parents mm -hmm. would take me out and they'd do all these things. But the courage, I really think, came from that night mm -hmm. where I thought I was going to die and I was scared, and I instead woke up and said, I'm not going to die. I'm going to no, do this, and let me do it. Good yeah. for you. Well, so, just give me just... Yeah, and I wish I could clap, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I, you know, I always make this joke that I didn't, I didn't do anything, you know, voluntarily here. I did it like anybody would have done mm -hmm. it. If you and we were talking off here of people that we know that are fighting cancer, mm -hmm. um, in fact, Anthony, you were talking about doing everything you can for someone you know going through cancer. Mm -hmm. We do everything we can for the people we love. And and when it's you dealing with it, Different. all you can do is wake up and say, I'm going to do what I can because I don't want to let those people down. Yeah. I've now got a girlfriend. I can't let her down. Yeah. I have a law firm. I don't want to let those people down. I don't want to let the Chaldeans getting deported down. Yeah. I don't want to let anyone down. So I'm going to fight and to not let them down. You know, I, I appreciate that statement heavily because I look at it in, that, in regards to it is it's unfair if we go through these moments to give up on our moments because there's somebody else who's fighting and losing the battle that would love to trade shoes with us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I was saying this before we went on, on the air here. One thing I always recommend to people, if you're ever having a bad day, yeah. go to a hospital, sit in a hospital. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they will, the, the people you'll see there will be having much worse days than whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. And it will give you perspective. When I was there, as bad as I was, you know, especially when we got to like the 11th or 12th round of chemotherapy, mm -hmm. when I was 40 pounds less, mm -hmm. no hair, and I was dealing with what I was dealing with, I would see a five-year-old walk down the hall with exactly the same situation and look at that person and they were happier than anyone in the room because yeah. they're over here excited to ring the bell when you're done with chemo. Mm. They're excited because they're, have, they're having clowns and make yep. wish foundations there. And the innocence that you saw someone like that have reminded me, look, you can't, you, you mm -hmm. need to grow up here. You need, yeah. to, you need to remember yes. you are blessed. Yes. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just simply put, like you said, it's just not fair because there's always somebody struggling also more than we we have. Your words of encouragement are huge. I mean, the, like, I'm glad we can see your your personal side along with your your your, your love for your job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, see, it's gonna go hand in hand. That's yeah, that's how that's, that's, that's yeah. you, you want it. a good person sitting in you that seat. It. You want somebody that's been there, done yep. that, seen it. Yep. Been it, struggled yep. it, and fought for you it. You tasted the bitter, you tasted yep. the sweet, Absolutely. you know where you want to be in life. And that's a huge thing. Sometimes, you know, you go through, I got people around us, and we all do that, have never ever faced it and just don't get how we fight every single day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But you keep pushing, you keep showing. You 100% have my vote. Thank you. Yes. I you appreciate know, that. Absolutely. And I'd love yep. for the whole community to vote because yes. yeah. I mentioned this earlier. One thing we do really well for, for Chaldean um, yep. and other yep. officials is we raise a lot of money for people. Mm -hmm. One thing we don't do is actually vote. Mm -hmm. And it's important to get everyone, especially this year, because this is this is a crazy year as we're, we're seeing right. with, yeah. with the presidential election. Sure. We need to 
talking going back to the point about why aren't we taken seriously as a community mm -hmm. until we start voting like a community yeah. that's when we start getting taken seriously yeah, exactly. that's when our vote matters when we all start getting out and to have me on the ballot i hope will usher more candidates sure. and more people that come after me uh, to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Once once the signatures are in and everything, do you have events you want to let our people know? So I'm going to tell you, thank, thank you for mentioning that. So our, our kickoff, actually, and we're in the final stages of planning it, is going to be April 28th at Shenandoah. Cool. Okay. And I believe the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is going to be there for us Sweet. that day supporting me. Amen. So April 28th, uh, we'll be sending out invites soon. We're just finalizing some details. But I really believed it was important to be at Shenandoah because that's where, that's home for us. That's okay. where we all came through at one point yeah. in some yeah. capacity and and then we'll expand to everywhere else but April 28th is the first one awesome 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 we'll be there is there anything else you want to mention or, or or that we may have forgotten to ask you about that that you want to share with the viewers no i just think that it's so important for us to be engaged mm -hmm. um, every chaldean that runs paves the way for another person yes. and i look at judges that we already have in our community and elected officials. Mm -hmm. I'm here because they paved the way. I'm here because our parents paved the way. Sure. And we are doing this not just for ourselves. I'll be honest, I could make a lot more money not being a judge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a great law firm right now. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I have to have this life experience. And I want to be an example for our children one day to be able to look and say, I want to be like Clarence, or I want to be like this person, or I want to be like this person. Yes. Junior, Anthony, and maybe this podcast will develop into even something more than it already developed, and it's already a really great thing. Thank you. Um, Thank so you. keep doing it. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I, you're younger than them, and I, I want to be Clarence. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. no, don't, you know, don't want to be that. younger, Junior. No, no, I, yeah. I'm saying I, just for your, your, no, for your really, accolades, really, everything you've been in, you know. So, but keep doing what you're doing because Thank this is you. the only Thank way you. people know about us and, and hear about us. And you have great people that come on all the Thanks. time. We're Thank trying. You. Thank you. So we do close out every show with uh, a question, and the question is, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? Well, it's really everything yeah. for me because um, when you look the way you do growing up and mm -hmm. you're not necessarily in the majority, mm -hmm. you start figuring out that that's, that's who you are. Yeah. We talked about all three of us learning Arabic before we learned English. Right. Um, well, and, and to now you'd be able to, or Chaldeans. I was, yeah, 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 all, yeah, or Chaldeans. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this community is, is what I grew up knowing mm -hmm. before anything. It was my parents speaking Arabic sure. to me and Chaldean to me. My parent, my family still lives in Iraq, by the way. I mean, my dad's family is still there. Yeah. We're calling them every Sunday talking to them. Um, it's what everything part, who I am. What part do they live in? They're in Baghdad. In Baghdad. They're in Baghdad. Wow. Yeah. I'm kidding. And uh, they and, don't want to leave. And you, and you do speak fluent Arabic. I do. Yeah, that's, I do. that's a great plus. I do, and they would get mad at me if I didn't because then I couldn't <laughs> communicate with them. Right. But knowing what our community has been through, not only abroad, but mm -hmm. here in the United States with the deportation crisis, I know that being Chaldean means having to fight. And mm -hmm. I fought for him, for our community when we when I was doing it legally. But I also fought when I was doing my own my own personal stuff. Mm -hmm. And that mindset, that Chaldean mindset, is what drives me every day. Mm -hmm. And you'll always fight for justice. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. Cool. Well, thank you for joining thank us. You. Thank you. It's awesome having you. And in closing, so you heard it from our former Oakland County prosecutor <clears throat> and our soon-to-be County Circuit Court judge, Clarence Das here. I mean, the man's great. He's given up uh, plenty of information from personal and from business experience. And I think 
uh, we all have to support him. There shouldn't be an if. It's a definitely we must. So that's what we'll be doing. We'll, uh, if anybody wants to know where to be able to sign the signatures, you're welcome to reach out to Anthony, myself. I'm sure Clarence's office itself has the ability to get that out to you guys too. And the, I mean, he came here prepared with the clipboard, so he's got it with You'll him anywhere. You'll see him around. Yeah, yeah so you, you see him around, he, he's going to have that. He's a hardworking man. He works for us, for the community. He puts his time into it. We even had someone in the audience today here to watch him. That's how special he is, <laughs> so, just so you know. Um, and uh, just so you guys know, make sure you subscribe and uh, hit the like button on Keeping Up With The Chaldeans for our YouTube channel. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, all the social media platforms. We're out there and available. We hope to see you guys at the April 20th, uh, April 28th, 28th event at Shenandoah. Uh, we hope to see you guys all out there. And like he said, the most impactful statement he made is we all come together when it comes to donating money. We all come together when it comes time for trouble and issues. We got to continue it by voting. Voting's your right, so make sure you vote this man in and let's see him on that seat. Signing off, I'm Junior Bindu, Anthony Toma, and our main man, Clarence Das here. We'll see you.